Well, good morning. My name is Michael Porman, and I'm one of the pastors here at Parkview. And I am so honored to be with you this morning and uh, to talk a little bit about uh, a subject that I've been working on for quite some time. So, uh, but I want to start today uh, by telling you that anyone who knows me knows that I love ice cream. I love ice cream. It is something that I have room for after any meal, even breakfast. Back in the great state of Indiana, there, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, back in the great state of Indiana, there was this restaurant called Bub's Burgers. Now, Bub's Burgers cooked a burger that after, after cooking it weighed one pound. Okay? Now, if you eat the burger, uh, you get your picture on the wall because, well, that's a lot of meat to eat in one sitting. And so I not only ate the burger, but went on to order a huge, large, double-scoop ice cream cone because, as I said, I love ice cream, and there is always room for ice cream. You see, my family and I, we have this theory about ice cream, that uh, after you eat and you're full and you go, I can't put anything else in my stomach, if you eat ice cream, it melts and it fills in all the spaces in your stomach, so there's always room for ice cream. It's not very scientific, but it works for us. So you can imagine that ice cream does not last very long in my home. No sooner do we buy the tub of ice cream, it seems like it's gone the next day. So... Let me tell you, when I peer into an empty ice cream carton, after I've scraped every last bit of goodness out of the carton, I have two choices. I can look at the empty carton and say, man, it's empty. It's all gone. Or as my daughter would say, sad face. Or I can look at the empty ice cream carton through a different lens. And I can take enjoyment in being full. Because, I mean, if... Uh, if, it, if I'm full, then that means it's empty, right? And it did what it was supposed to do. It filled me with a delicious, sweet treat after dinner, which satisfied my sweet tooth, at least temporarily anyway. Well, I want you to hold that thought because we're in a series called Greater Than. And in the series, we've taken a look at what saying yes can look like for us today, even when it seems like it might be the hardest thing we could do. As followers of Jesus, it can be difficult to set costs and inconveniences and fears aside in order to say yes to the things of God. And so in this series, we've talked about how saying yes is greater than no. That giving is greater than getting. That going there is greater than staying here. And last week, we talked about how circles are greater than rows. And so today, I'm honored to be able to finish out our series today in talking about how empty is greater than full. And just like my view of my empty ice cream carton, empty being greater than full depends on your perspective. And today, I want to help us make a paradigm shift in how we usually think about empty and full. So I'm going to invite you to open up your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4. You can use the Bibles in the seat back in front of you, or I'm going to give you permission. You can pull out your smartphone. It's totally okay. Uh, but 2 Timothy chapter 4, but I also want you to put your finger in Philippians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to bounce around a little bit today, uh, but we're going to start there in 2 Timothy. Um, so I want, before we get started, though, I'd like to just take a moment just to pray. And so uh, as you get your Bibles out, would you bow your heads and would you pray with me? Father, it's our hope that during our time to, with you today, that you would move mightily. God, I pray that you would do something in our midst. 
that you would stir us to action, and that you would give us the courage to do something with what we hear. Give us ears to hear, God, we pray. And God, we pray that we would be more like Jesus as a result of our time today, but not by my efforts, but solely by the efforts of the Holy Spirit in this place. And so, God, I pray that you would do something here. This time is all about you. We give it to you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So empty is greater than full? I mean, you might be saying to yourself, well, that doesn't make any sense because in our lives, many times, full is greater than empty, isn't it? I mean, think about an empty gas tank. An empty gas tank isn't greater than a full gas tank, right? And an empty bank account isn't greater than a full bank account, right? Well, let me explain what I mean as it relates to this paradigm shift I mentioned a moment ago. You see, on the surface, an empty gas tank looks like it wouldn't be greater than a full gas tank. But what if I told you that you drove your car all day from here to the Outer Banks just in time to see the sunset? Right? Empty would be greater than full in this instance. And what about an empty bank account? I mean, I don't think many of us sit around and go, I am so glad that my bank account is empty. I'm so glad I have no money, right? Nobody looks at that like that. But, but what if your empty bank account was empty because there was a single mom of three children in your children's school, in your kid's school, who had fallen on hard times, and you felt called by God to empty your bank account in order to help them furnish the new apartment? Right, I think in this instance, empty would definitely be greater than full, right? See, as I was preparing for this talk and thinking about empty and full and empty being greater than full, it reminded me of the words of the Apostle Paul from the, the, book, the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy, who wrote, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my t- departure is near. And then I want you to flip over to Philippians chapter 2 that I asked you to put your finger in there, where the, the, the Apostle Paul again writes something similar. He says, But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. The New Living Translation puts it this way, But I will rejoice even if I lose my life pouring it out as a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. You see, the word for poured out here is the word spendo. And it has several definitions, but it can be used to mean to devote one's life or blood as a sacrifice or to be ready to be offered. You see, in chapter 2 of Paul's letter to the Philippians, as well as his instructions to young Timothy, he provides a model of imitation for the believers. Meaning, he wanted to encourage the church to do as he had done. You see, drink offerings were common in uh, the sacrificial systems of many ancient cultures. And often, the offering was poured over the sacrifice. And many times, it was in addition to other sacrifices. So Paul here is being poured out or emptied as such a drink offering for the one true God. A willing offering on their behalf, and in essence, he's asking them to do likewise, to imitate him, to do what he had done, to devote their lives to be ready and be ready to be poured out for the sake of others and their salvation. And I believe Paul would ask us to do the same today.
If he were here right now, I think Paul might say, follow my example because empty is greater than full. You see, our cup is filled by God with good things from him like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and more. You see, Romans 5.5 tells us that God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. In Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, if we allow him, he will fill our cup, fill it to overflowing. If we fall in love with him, his word, we talk to him in prayer, we sit in silence and solitude with him, we take in his creation, or as Pastor Kim said last week, if we get out of our rows and get into circles and community, he will fill us in order for us to empty our cup out for the sake of others. The call to pour out or empty our cup for others is something that we we see in Scripture, all throughout Scripture. But I love the way the Apostle John puts it when he writes this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You know, as a children's pastor, I often have to figure out how to share these truths with children and make it fit at their level. And so I thought I might share with you how uh, how I share this reality with kids. So as you heard earlier, just a few weeks ago, we finished six weeks of Parkview Kids Camp where over 100 kids came to know Jesus. It was an awesome summer. Exhausting, but awesome. And every Thursday of camp, Josh Aframe and I get to lead a special small group. And it's a small group of kids who on Wednesday said, hey, I want to follow Jesus. And on Thursday, we, we sit with them and we ask them questions and we say, do you have a questions for us? And we, ask them, we actually tell them that God has no bad question. There's no bad question to ask of God. And it's a great way for us to help them better understand their decision to follow Jesus. And so this is how I explain this reality of empty being greater than full to them. I start by sharing in this small group one of my favorite verses of all time, Ephesians 2.10, which says that you are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. Then I look each one of them in the eyes. We're sitting on the floor. And I say, God loves you so much that he created you a masterpiece. But not only that, God loved his masterpiece so much that he sent Jesus to die on a cross for you. And you might think that's where we stop, but we don't. I go on and I tell them that the second part of that verse, which says that God created them to do good works, which he prepared in advance for them to do. And then I tell them that God has a plan for them and we don't want them to miss it. And then I stop and I look them in the eye and I say, God has a plan for you and I don't want you to miss it. So I'm going to pause on my story and I'm going to tell you the same thing. God has a plan for you and we don't want you to miss it. God has a plan for you, and we don't want you to miss it. And then after I tell them that, I take a container of popsicles, and I dump them on the ground uh, in front of the kids. And after they stop slobbering over the popsicles, because it is crazy what kids will do for a popsicle. Um, After they stop slobbering, I tell them that when we accept Jesus as our Savior— when we are in relationship with him, he begins to produce some things in our lives. He begins to fill us up. 
And then I share with them Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as I list every one of those, I say faith gentleness, and I put one of the popsicles back into the container to show the kids that God is filling this container back up like he's filling us up. And then I ask the, que- I ask the kids a question as I hold this, this container of popsicles in front of them, and they're still like, when am I going to eat one? Uh, I hold that in front of them. I say, okay, I have a question, though. Is the thing that go- all these good things God fills us with, are they just for us? And then the kids emphatically say, no, they're for other people. That's why I'm a children's pastor. They get it. It's really easy. And I say, I get to say, yes, that's right. The good things God fills us with are not only for us, but they are for other people. And I say, that's the good work which God prepared in advance for you to do is to share all of those good things with people and share the love and grace of Jesus with other people. And then I dump out the popsicles on the ground again and I share them with the kids in order to illustrate this. And just like me dumping out the popsicles on the floor and sharing them with the kids, God wants us to pour out our love, pour out our lives, to empty our cup for the sake of other people. Jesus said it this way in John 15. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Empty your cup. Empty is greater than full. But you see, the act of pouring out and emptying, it requires some things of us. The act of emptying and pouring out requires two things from us that aren't always the easiest. It requires sacrifice and service. You see, as Christ followers, we are asked to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your true and proper worship. The Apostle Paul is asking us to offer our bodies, our whole self, our whole life, as a living sacrifice. And if you remember, priests offered sacrifices on behalf of others for the forgiveness of sins. So the Apostle Paul here is talking about and referring to emptying our cup for the sake of other people. Paul is making a special point to emphasize that the sacrifice we are called on to make requires us to sacrifice for a hurting and a broken world in need of Jesus. Emptying our cup requires sacrifice, and saying yes here can be hard at times, can't it? I mean, not many of us are standing up and saying, hey, I want to sacrifice more. Yes, please, let me sacrifice more, because it's hard. It hurts to sacrifice. But not only that, but saying yes to emptying our cup requires service. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, this statement by Jesus concerning his service, sacrificing his life for the many, brings everything in perspective, doesn't it? I mean, as Jesus taught this to his disciples, it was a shift in paradigm for them. And Jesus was defining it. 
It was about serving others. It was all about serving others. It was about changing their perspective and focusing on emptying their cup in order to bring the love and grace of Jesus to other people. And this was a radical shift for Jesus to define greatness in terms of servanthood here because despite Jewish rules requiring slaves to be well-treated, Jewish people, as well as their Gentile counterparts, considered slaves socially inferior. But Jesus calls them to be a slave to all, to serve all, because empty is greater than full. Author Tom S. Rayner puts it this way in his book, I Am a Church Member. True joy means giving up our rights and preferences and serving everyone else. That's what it's about. You see, emptying our cup also requires service. Taking the posture of a servant because empty is greater than full. You see, this was a paradigm shift for the disciples of Jesus, and I think in our day it's often a paradigm shift for us as well because remember the words that I opened up with just a moment ago from the Apostle Paul? But I will rejoice if I lose my life pouring it out as a liquid offering to God. Lose my life? I mean, how many of us are standing in line for that? I mean, this posture of empty being greater than full is easier said than done, isn't it? I mean, I know it often is for me. This paradigm shift takes intentionality and practice. But I believe that when we make this shift and our perspective changes and we begin to think differently about emptying our cup, we can fully live into this as a lifestyle and how we live our lives day to day. See, it's not just something that we do episodically. It becomes a way of life. It becomes woven into the everyday fabric of how we interact with our family and how we treat our neighbors, when and how we serve as we set costs and inconvenience and fears aside in order to say yes to being poured out like a drink offering for the sake of other people. So, how do we begin to make that intentional shift? How do we begin to put this into practice? You might have been wondering why these cups are here. What might God be asking you to do? How might he be asking you right now to empty your cup? For some of you, God might be asking you to empty your cup for the sake of your spouse. And as I say that, you go, uh-uh. Because life has been really hard for you and your spouse lately. It's not working great right now. You're not on the same page. But empty is greater than full. If God is asking you to empty your cup for the sake of your spouse, he's asking you to sacrifice and to serve. For others of you, God might be asking you to empty your cup for the sake of your children, to take a day off of work, to put down the phone, to go on a mom and dad date day, to delight in your children, because pouring yourself out for the sake of your children is living out this idea that empty is greater than full. For others of you, 
God might be asking you to empty your cup for the sake of your neighbors, like the ones who actually live on the left side and the right side of your home, right? Your real neighbors. Or maybe he's asking you to empty your cup for the sake of those in your community. Maybe those who are different than you. Inviting them into your home. Inviting them into your life. Because as you pour out your life for the sake of your neighbors, you live out this idea that empty is greater than full. And you give them a place to be. I mean, I don't know what God might be stirring in you as I talk right now. But I want you to pay attention to it. I mean, is God stirring you to... Empty your cup for the sake of people in this church, the sake of the people who are sitting in a row with you right now. I mean, for some of you, it might be that God is asking you to empty your cup for the second grader or the middle schooler here on Sunday morning who you show up for every single week so that they have somebody that's there for them through their transformative years of life. Right? For others of you, God might be stirring in your heart right now to say, I want you to come here on Monday nights, sit across the table and look eye to eye with somebody who's dealing with an addiction and trying to recover from that because empty is greater than full. Maybe God is calling you to be a life group leader who someone can rely on at two in the morning when their child goes into the ER. I don't know what God might be asking you to do today, but I do believe that he's asking all of us to empty our cup for the sake of other people. What is God stirring in you right now? Pay attention to that. Hold on to that. And the reason that I believe this is because Jesus himself modeled it for us. Jesus emptied himself by pouring out his blood on a cross for you and for me for the forgiveness of sins. He emptied himself of all things for you and for me. He lived out this idea of empty being greater than full. He even told his disciples about it as they shared their last meal together. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body. And then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. You see, Jesus modeled this idea of empty being greater than full. He emptied himself out of all things for you and for me and the many. Just like Paul, I would think he would say, follow my example. Empty is greater than full. Because of this example of Jesus, we thought that it would be appropriate to end our time sharing communion together. So we're now going to move into a time of of sharing communion. And and there are four tables in the room, on each corner of the room. And when you're ready, we want to invite you to come to the table. But before, before you come to the table... Before you come to the table, I want to ask you to just take a moment and sit and listen to what God might be stirring in you. I want you to take a moment to process all that you've heard. The words of Paul, the example of Jesus emptying his cup, himself, his body for you and for me. And how that might spur you on. How that might encourage you 
to step into those places where God is inviting you to empty your cup for the sake of other people. So in this moment, do some business with God. Just because somebody else moves out of their seat in front of you doesn't mean you have to get up. Don't move until you're ready. But God, you have, have you and God have a conversation right now. And when you're ready, come to the table. There's a piece of bread there, and we just take that and dip it into the cup, and then you can return to your seat. The tables will be open. This is your time with God. So before we, uh, we move into that time of our service, I'm going to take a moment just to pray for you and pray for this time. And so would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, we thank you for these words. We thank you for the example of Jesus who emptied himself out for humanity. And God, it's a paradigm shift for us. It's hard work to sacrifice and to serve others. Life is busy. God, I just pray that whatever you're stirring in each one of us this morning, God, you would give us the courage to lean into that. As we remember your sacrifice for us and how we in turn can do that for others. So God, I pray that you would move in this moment. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. So empty is greater than full. And some of you might be ending our time together and going, I don't know where to begin. We want to help you with that. If I actually want to invite you to get out your phones. You can do that. I gave you permission earlier to use your phone. Feel free to get it out of your pocket and your purse. And if you text the number or text the word empty to 41411, send you a little name, email address, and we want to we reach out to you this week. There's some on-ramps we have here at Parkview to begin to empty your cup for the sake of other people. That's what this church is made of, emptying our cup for the sake of others. So if you want to say yes to doing that, we want to walk the journey with you. And so if you text the word empty to 41411, they'll give us some information on you and, for you, and we'll reach out to you this week. We, we want you to know that you have, a, you have a, a purpose. God has a plan for you, and we don't want you to miss it. And if we can aid you in that journey, if we can walk alongside you, if we can give you opportunities to empty your cup for the sake of others, we want to do that. So again, if you want to text the word empty to 41411, that'll come to your phone and just fill that out for us, and we'll reach out to you this week. But more than that, you might have noticed I have a cup in my hands. I'm planning this service we wanted to get insanely practical with you. And so as you exit the auditorium today, you're going to get a cup that says Parkview Community Church greater than. And the idea is, is that as you leave the building, as the church leaves the building, that we'll be people that live out empty being greater than full. 
And as you use this cup this week, as you put it on your nightstand to have a drink of water in the evening, or maybe use it as a, a cup to put all your pencils and pens in at work or whatever it might be, we pray that it would encourage you, that it would challenge you to see where is God stirring you to empty your cup for the sake of other people. And especially with all the events that have transpired over this last week, where can you be a light in the darkness to other people? How can you empty out your cup for the sake of others and help them show that they're show them that they're a masterpiece of God? How can you empty your cup? So don't don't feel weird as the ushers hand you a cup on the way out. They're not handing you a pamphlet or anything like that. They're just handing you this cup so that it can be visible for you this week. To live into this. To step into being the hands and feet of Jesus for the sake of each other and the sake of our community. I want to invite you back next week to come as Ray will be back and we start a new series uh, called Collision. It's a series in the book of John. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, if something during this service has stirred you and you want to pray with someone, there will be people up here from our prayer team that will pray with you. Or if you're interested in some resources on this subject, the Resource Center is open and has some books uh, around this area. But I want to pray for you and then we'll be dismissed. So would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the sacrifice Jesus made for each one of us. And God, I pray that we in turn can make that sacrifice for others and live a life that is empty rather than full. God, as your church leaves the building today, God, would you go with us? Would you help us to be that to our family, our friends, our community, strangers, those who look different than us, act different than us? God, we pray for your power to work through us to be plan A for the redemption of this world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good week, everybody.